Welcome to the Battle Buddy Podcast with Keith McKeever. Welcome back to another episode of the Battle Buddy Podcast. I have a guy by the name of Big Country here, and this guy is a big guy with a big personality, and I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show, brother. I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, hella much. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's just kind of start the beginning. Uh, what was the motivator for you to join the military? What'd you do? Uh, share some of that story with us. Oh man. It, <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit older than most people, man. I, it just, my grandpa raised me. Uh, he was retired Navy. Um, so we always had that like military structure in the house. <laughs> Plus, I mean, you know, back in the eighties where we actually went out and played in the woods and played outside. I don't know, man. It just, just kind of grew on me, uh, you know, by my grandpa who raised me. And uh, then, of course, got into ROTC and uh, pretty much excelled in that. My, my first year in, I got a, a leadership medal from the governor of South Carolina. So I was like, yeah, I think this is my path. So just kind of originated from that, man, just childhood stuff. You know, military. Hey, you think that, that transition to be able to do that was a direct impact of your grandfather raising you and him being a veteran? that structure in the household and, and some of those like skills and stuff that, you know, we kind of have as veterans. Absolutely. You know, I, I think, I think my generation's the the last generation that really, uh, really got their butt whooped when something <laughs> happened around the house. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it, it was normal for you to hear your parents to say, Hey, go cut a limb off that tree out there. I'm about to whoop your ass, you know, and, and you got your butt whooped. You know, we didn't have a bunch of crying babies to where it's like, oh, I got hit. Well, you shouldn't have did what you did. <laughs> you shouldn't have egged that house or you shouldn't have toilet papered that tree or you shouldn't have knocked on somebody's door and took off running. I mean, just stuff as we did as kids, man. But, yeah, I mean, absolutely, man. I mean, you know, we were <clears throat> expected to get up at a certain time, you know, brush your face, brush your teeth, brush your fa- uh, wash your face, get ready for school. You know, come home, do your homework, eat your food. And, you know, if you did what you're supposed to, you had all the freedom in the world. Absolutely. I know I'm a little bit younger than you, but I, I you know, very much had a, a childhood like that, too. Like, just you were expected to do certain things, expected to act a certain way. I did never I never did have to cut a switch off a tree. Um, <laughs> that was just happened to be my parents. But they did have a paddle. They did have a belt. But I learned at a very young age, I associated the pain with don't ever freaking think about doing that again. Yeah. And so, you know, like it, it, it connected with me as a young kid. I'm like, no, that hurt once. I'm <laughs> definitely not doing that again. Yeah. And just kind of learn from there. My sister, on the other hand, and sometimes she listens to my, my podcast. So maybe she'll see if she ever reaches out to me about that. My sister didn't listen as well. <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of the rebel in some ways. But uh, yeah, you know, just different times, right? Yeah, man, it's, it's different times, man. I mean, my kids growing up, you know, they got the belt. I, I never took a, a a tree limb to their butts. They got the belt when they were little. But it, it is, man. It's different times. I mean, you can't whoop nobody in the face without somebody having to say something. But, <clears throat> you know, thanks to social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as I say, you know, social media is kind of leads into what I was going to say, but you know, kids these days have so many more distractions. Like the world around us just moves so much faster these days. Just our attention spans are shorter. All the stuff going on in the world around us because of social media. Well, it's a double <laughs> things like that. I mean, there's social media can be used for great things like 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 your podcast and, and, and so much other stuff. And then, you know, when, whenever they came out with this smartphone thing, man, it, it just, it did. It opened, it literally opened up the world to our young ones and they're seeing other people do things that if they didn't have that you'd have never thought about it you know you wouldn't have so many people out here like oh i just went watch this woman whoop her kid in walmart let's call the cops for child abuse it's not child abuse <laughs> it, it, it's a double-edged sword man you, you gotta you gotta take it it is what it is yeah yeah for those younger listeners and viewers there was a time before google and facebook I'm older than Google. And, and, and short video clips on, on uh, you know, and on a mobile computer in your hands, basically. There was a much simpler time where, you know, 
if you were going to hop on and do a search, it was at school, maybe on the computer because I'm 37. So, you know, we, we had computers in school, we had computers at home, but you know, we had dial up internet and back at a time where it seemed like compared to today, there was only like 50 websites. <laughs> there was obviously far more than that, but you know, that's, I, I, you back then you could actually probably quantifiably count the number of websites. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I think it's like literally into billions. I mean, you can, you could create one in 30 seconds, but that's uh yeah, different, different world we live in. Absolutely. But, uh, so your, your service, your service ended a little unexpectedly. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, what happened there? Um, well, uh, January 7th, 2014, um, for those who are military knows what a command inventory is. Uh, you know, we're third shop Fort Riley, Kansas, first maintenance company. Um, <clears throat> Got me and about 20 other guys doing a 250-man job. You work long hours. Uh, You're only required four hours of sleep. But, you know, after 18-hour days for about a week, you get a little tired. Um, Man, just going to get my guys some lunch, man, something simple. And uh, Fort Riley, Trooper Drive, there's a really big ravine uh, going down it. Just hit some black ice, man, and just ran off of it. Thank God I don't remember the wreck. Uh, that's that's some kind of pain I don't want to to have in my memory. But uh, just crushed both my legs, man. Ended up losing the left one above the knee, and the right one's got thirty screws, four plates, and a ten-inch rod in it. And I can't feel my foot. So, you know, they kind of cut my career short. At least they medically retired me before they let me go. So, yeah, that's that's a good thing. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, the military could have definitely done you worse on on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what uh what was that that healing journey like for you? How how long did that take to to kind of heal up so you could get back home and try and go on with life? Uh man, I, I was in a hospital for an entire year. Um, Damn. From January seventh until I think the second where second week of January of 2015, uh, I was in the hospital. Um, my legs were busted up pretty bad. Um, it just took time. Uh, you know, started off at KU Med in Kansas City. Uh, that's where all the repairs and stuff were done. The amputation were done. Uh, on my birthday. Uh, in 2014, they sent me down to Audie Murphy VA. Uh, that's where I started my rehab. Uh, going in, getting back into exercising and stuff like that. First tried on my prosthetic and, you know, was a little bit of a downside. Uh, you know, doctors saying that I'd really never walk unassisted again uh, or, or even walk at all for that matter, uh, just because of how damaged my right leg was. Uh, it was bone out real bad. I uh, can't feel my foot. Uh, so I can't use my toes to balance. I don't think, I don't know if people really understand how much your toes are really important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it, but I mean, I, I cannot imagine that, that weird feeling of not being able to feel it and, and not being able to balance when yeah. you know it's there. Like it's there. Like, you know, why is it not, I guess, working, you know, it's got to be frustrating as hell. But yeah, it, it's it, it took a year, man. Uh, I think it was right around September. Uh, I got to go home for a couple of weeks, uh, which they had done transferred me to Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio by then. Uh, I got out, went in, had another knee surgery to where they kind of knocked my knee inside. So that way when I stood up, it was actually stable. Instead of being bow-legged out. Um, and then I went into a different rehab center, which was horrible. Um, they they literally put me in a rehab center that was for the elderly. And it's like, <laughs> you're not doing anything that's helping me. So I finally just, you know, called my tenant command. I was like, I got to get me out of this place. Well, I mean, it seems uh, a little odd. Um because you were really big into fitness and working out and stuff when you were in uh, army, right? So <laughs> military. Like you're, you're, you're a big guy. I, I don't know how tall you are, but I'm, I'm guessing you're like 
probably around six five, six six. I mean, you so somewhere in that, like, and you think of like little elderly people, you know, with with old fragile bones. Really sounds bad to say that, but you would think. And I'm not a medical person, but there's got to be some very big differences in how you would rehab. There, there, there is, and and it was it was unfortunately it was a glitch on the army side of things. Um, because I was already in touch with uh, the Audie Murphy VA. They were supposed to have sent me back to that place uh, where the rehab training there was just, it was immaculate. They had freaking everything. Uh, but it just didn't work out that way. man. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, but yeah, called Chain of Command. Uh, they jerked me out. They actually started my med board proceedings the week before I got out. Um, so went on uh, for Sam Houston, which we had the CFI there, the Center for Intrepid, uh, where all you am- or a lot of the amputations and and people go, uh, which they have a really upscale gym and stuff like that there too, man. Uh, but once again, downside, you done started my med board, so all these doctors are like, hey, this guy's fixed to leave in six months, so you know what's the point of putting putting in the time? And trying to run through these things when he's not going to have enough time to really adapt or, or learn what we're trying to trying to teach him. So, uh, so yeah, I I'd, I'd spent mid January till the last week of September of 2015 on Fort Sam. Uh, fired a couple of therapists because they just wanted me to go upstairs and walk, and it's like. Um, it hurts <laughs> like it literally hurts. Like it feels like a thousand knives in the bottom of my foot and in my leg when I'm trying to walk. And uh, they finally gave me a therapist, man, that I forget her name, bless her heart. But within two days she had me in the, I, this ideal brace, took the pain away uh, for me whenever I started walking and, and had me, had me doing some things. Um, yeah, I'm using one of these little bitty walkers just to keep my balance because, once again, I can't feel my toes. So every time I let go, I'm falling left and right. <laughs> uh, so I ended up using crutches, man. After I finally got home home, uh, after being retired out, I, I used crutches in my wheelchair for all the way up until October 2020. Wow. So you kind of said some things there, kind of one of the – ask some questions about you, you mentioned a therapist that was really helpful. And, and I think that kind of goes on you taking charge of your healthcare and knowing that, Hey, this is my body and this is how I'm feeling and I'm not getting the resources and help I need because I know that there's gotta be a lot of people out there every year that serve and they have an accident like yours or they get injured in combat or they've just got some medical issue that comes up and they, you know, they're in the hospital for six months, a year, whatever. Like what advice do you have for people of, to take charge of your own health care, be your own advocate. I mean, as I mean, you, you saying that right there, man, pretty much says it all. Don't take, don't take no shit off nobody. I mean, people, people can say, Oh, go do this or go do that. If you don't feel that it's working, step up. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that, you know, in some instances in life nowadays, man, people are scared to say anything. You know, oh, I don't want to offend this person or I don't want to make this person feel bad or whatnot. When it comes to your health, who cares? You know, if it's not working, I'm not doing it. I'm exactly. going to and I'm going to try it for a little bit. But if it's not going to work, I'm not going to continue it. I mean, it's just like all my VA doctors, you know, a lot of the people that, you know, I try to try to help with their VA stuff. That's the one thing that they're scared of is to step up and tell their doctor, dude, this doesn't work. I'm not doing this no more. You're not going to sit here and continue to put me through this kind of therapy or have me on this kind of medication or have me this kind of therapist is not doing shit. So why am I going to continue it? You know, but there again, I mean, thank God for the internet. (laughs) Do your research. I mean, look for other different types of therapies and, therapist and and you know me i'm i'm not a real big medication person but if you're looking for a different kind of medication there's stuff out there for you to read make yourself knowledgeable of what's out there before you just go up and say hey man this ain't gonna work well what do you want to do i don't know well if you don't have any idea what you want to do then i'm going to continue to do this 
you 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 got to have your you got to have your firepower if you're going to tell your doctor no. Now everybody at the VA knows that you know if I'm coming up and telling you that this ain't working, then there's something else that I've already got in my mind to try. Well, that's a good piece of advice for life, just life in general. Like, you know, do your research, learn, and uh, you know, have some sort of a of a solution or an idea of something to try next. Absolutely. And it, it does help to have you got to have good conversations with your doctor too, because I've had, man, I I got out ten and a half years ago, right? I've had five doctors at the VA, and they have been wildly different doctors. <laughs> I have had one that was like. And I'm not a big drinker, but it was like no drinking, like none, like do not drink. Um, I've had one that was just like, you know, oh, we're not going to do medicine for this. And then two weeks later, medicine shows up in my door. And then I call and he's like, yeah, I had a change of mind after you left. Like just like just whatever way the wind was blowing. They were all nice doctors. I had one that was in his 80s and still practicing. I thought he was first time I met him. I thought he was a World War Two guy got lost in the VA. <laughs> Like this guy comes in and sets his cane around the door and I'm like, is this guy lost? And he just sticks his hand up and says, Hey, I'm your doctor. I was like thinking in my head, like, no shit. Really? <laughs> what are you still working for? <laughs> but you know, you gotta, you gotta have conversations. You gotta build those relationships. You gotta let them know like, you know, when something's wrong. So that, that helps, you know, and that's one of the reasons I don't think I've had too many problems at the VA. Um, a, because I go, <laughs> I go to my doctor, but B, I have conversations with them and just be open with them. Yeah, you, you can't not go and expect them to be like, okay, well, we're just going to do what you want to. Yeah, that's, that's a big problem that I see is just people just don't go. Oh, I don't yeah. want to go. I don't, just don't want to deal with the politics. Well, you need health care, right? Yeah, then you need to take your ass to the doctor. Yeah, well, I'm not feeling that bad. I haven't yeah. been to the doctor in six years, but I'm not feeling that bad. You know, I mean, I got this weird growth here and I got whatever, like, you know, and it's like, uh, uh, maybe you should go talk to your doctor about that. Like, you know, talk to him about how you're feeling, get those checkups, you know, get the blood work done and, and all those things. It's important. But speaking of doctors and nurses, and I, I, I'm curious what your, what your answer is on this, because you were in the hospital for such a long time. How did you get through that period of, you know, was there, um, like video games or activities or things that the hospital did. Like, I mean, how do you get, how do you get through sitting there for months on end um, sitting in a hospital room and, and keep your sanity? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, you know, my time best of it. Men was I'm not going to lie. I had an IV in my arm and I had a morphine drip the entire time I was there because how beat up I was. Um, when they got me down to San Antonio, down to the Audie Murphy VA. Uh, within a week, my recreational therapist came up because I don't know, I guess I just made a good impression on, like you say, have conversations with people, talk to people, you know, be friendly or whatnot. They uh, got my paycheck and uh, they rolled me out to a van and took me to the mall and Man, I bought a brand new Xbox. <laughs> I bought a, you know, I got my Assassin's Creed games and my Madden games. And man, I was getting movies and I had fat heads that I ordered. I made my hospital room in the VA my own little apartment. Um, after, after about a month of being there, if I didn't have anything going on, they didn't give a damn that I roamed the hospital or went outside and rolled out and just went outside and sat down or whatnot. I mean, they, they entrust responsibility to you. And if you keep that responsibility and you keep your trust and you keep your nose clean to stay out of trouble, you don't have to sit in there 24 seven. So, you know, you wake up, you eat breakfast, you go to PT, and, you know, then you got your recreational therapist, and then you eat, and then you got some more PT. And after that, man, it's just, you do what you want to do. I mean, now there are some people, of course, that are not able to do that. You know, there you had some people in there that's got injuries, they just couldn't leave their room. You know, oh, yeah. Cool. That's, you know, calling their buddies down the road. Hey man, bring me a drink. And they walk, you know, rolling back in and smell like alcohol. You're not going back outside. Don't abuse it. But yeah, man, I really didn't. <laughs> it was just like another day in a little apartment for me. 
Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to abuse that and uh, and piss the nurses off because I'm sure you had the same pretty much the same nurses you know kind of pretty much constantly and uh, you know nurses nurses don't play around. I've <laughs> if you're on their good side, man, they get you let you get away with things. If if you're not, they they won't. They was man. They, they didn't even you know I didn't even have to eat the hospital food if I didn't want. They let me order shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Look at I, that. Big country's got another pizza getting delivered. <laughs> I got adapted to being in there. I was like, I kind of don't want to go home. I'm enjoying this. But I, mean, I don't yeah. know. It, it, it wasn't a bad time. I, I made the best out of the situation. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I talked to my doctors and my nurses. You know, we giggled, we laughed, and, and, and stuff like that, man. It, it worked out the way it was supposed to. That's awesome. I kind of figured based on the previous conversation we had, you know, and, and it, you kind of having that positive mentality, you know, of like just trying to make the best of things, right. You know, being grateful and all that stuff. I kind of figured you probably had something like, you know, movie addiction or, or video games or, or messing around playing some jokes on people, you know, just, you know, like, you got nothing but time, right? Like you got to do, you got to do something. I'm not a big gamer, but I will say that I went through Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, and Unity while I was in the hospital. Uh, yeah, went through went through that years of Mad, uh, Madden football too. So I mean, I kept myself busy, but you know, I, I got out, man. I didn't really ever touch the video games again. That was just the pass of time, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, you got plenty. Of t- you got plenty of time, like you said. You know, if you got three or four appointments throughout the day, that's you know, three, four, five, six hours, whatever it comes to, and meals and his sleep time you're still left with a handful of hours and yeah. nobody wants to stare at a wall no. <laughs> so, <Not> yeah <laughs> that's awesome so moving forward after that you, you find yourself at home and at some point in time um you surprise the heck out of your son with something can you share that that story with us yeah uh so you know after coming home man you know it's uh everybody's got their ways of dealing with their stuff. Mine was actually trying to help people. Uh, you know, the tattoo therapy program, I had my own little uh, podcast, radio network, whatever you want to call it, the Dangerous Grounds Network. And then I did some motivational speaking, man, and it was it was trying to help other people to hide what the hell I was going through. Um, then 2020 hit. It was a bad year for everybody, man. <laughs> Everybody went through some shit in 2020, but uh, man, I I, uh, I I literally, whenever I moved in this house, uh, was May 9th of 2020, and uh, then I fell in the biggest fucking depression I've ever been. In. Like I, I literally sat back, you know, family wasn't around except for my kids, and you know, friends were very scarce and whatnot, dude. So I, I did. I barricaded myself in this house. And uh, one day I just got pissed off at myself. And I'm like, you know better than this. You know you're supposed to be like shades. Like it was dark in here all the time. There wasn't no sunlight coming in this house. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I about first week week and a half in September. Um I started I was like, you know what the hell is this? I got up out of my chair and I would bounce myself off the walls in my house. It's like I'm tell me I'm not gonna walk again. And finally I got to the point where I could get up and I could take a few steps before I had to grab onto something. And uh my son's birthday is the twelfth of October and uh he was over here. He was he was cooking and stuff. You know, he was going to have something for his birthday. And I went in the other room. I got in my chair, put my leg and stuff on, and I stood up. And I come walking around the corner. And he's just, boom, he's like, oh, just shocked. You know, you see his dad up again without anything underneath his arms, holding him up or me all hunched over on crutches or rolling around in a freaking wheelchair. He's actually able to stand up and, and hug his dad for, you know, the real time for the first time in years. <clears throat> so, you know, to see, to see them happy tears come out from him and, uh, and, and he's, he's been so supportive and motivating for me. My, my son's my rock. Yeah. I love all my kids. Yeah, I'm a father of six. My son's my rock. 
that boy has stood beside me every step of the way. You know, even 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 when some family members would just be down, he he, he makes sure that that dad's okay. And I hear him rustling around now. He's probably just getting up. <laughs> <laughs> he just knows in the back of his mind into issue you're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was outside. He was out fishing all night last night with his buddies. But um, yo man, it, it's that was worth it. When I seen that, I was just like, I kept going. You know, for the next two months, that's what I did. It was I got used to walking again. Um, took took quite a few spills and whatnot, but by the first of December, got back in the gym. Uh, wasn't using my crutches. I could go from the parking lot into the gym and walk around the gym and and be able to work out. And I lost a shit ton of weight. You know, started gaining my muscles back and made it easier for me to walk. I was like, yes, this is working. <laughs> you know, big big and, compound effect, right? Like, you know, hey, I, man, right. I did 50 more steps today than I did yesterday, and now I'm losing weight, and I'm feeling better and moving faster. And that's got to be incredibly, like, rewarding. And it just it's done nothing but explode from there, man. So. Well, it, exploding is, is definitely something that um, – just dis- describes kind of your journey right now because you need your muscles to explode when you're when you're doing some of your sports. <laughs> and uh, so you are you've gotten into not only you know back into the gym and weightlifting, but you've gotten in, gotten into multiple sports. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll let you kind of tell some of that story, but like that's that's got to be incredibly cool to be on this journey just to be better for yourself, and then all of a sudden get involved with some sports and some potentially really awesome stuff in the future but uh what uh tell us a little bit about that that journey it's uh yeah awesome wow. um so uh okay so december 1st uh go fast forward a couple of months i'm like hmm, i wonder what it would take to make it to the paralympics so started bugging like i started looking up information and stuff like that and i finally got somebody from the paralympic committee to call me like just initial information who it was where my injuries were sustained from you know stuff like that nothing like really really promising but uh so i was telling my case manager about it at the va and i was like man i heard from these people and they you know took my information down and said that you know they they would have some people on the lookout for me um so my case manager got me a hold of the adaptive sports coordinator at my VA, and uh, we signed up for the national wheelchair games. Uh, take my sports. So I wanted to do this, uh, the shot put and power lift. I've done nothing but bust my ass ever since, man. Uh, it's it's up at three o'clock in the morning, so I can get my food intake in. Uh, cut out all the fast food, the soda, water's my best friend. <laughs> um, you know, just, you know, re-educating myself back into fitness because it's, you know, here we are, you know, 2021 and it's been, you know, six plus years since I've picked up a weight or played basketball or whatnot. Uh, Planet Fitness, uh, walked in one day and the general manager walked up and she's like, you know, tell me a little bit about your story and told her what was going on. And next thing I know, Planet Fitness is a sponsor. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, yeah, don't worry about your membership fees. You know, I, I mean, the cooler is the cooler. It's like, take whatever you want out of there. You know, you can bring a guest with you anytime you want. I mean, black card privileges, but, you know, uh, then next thing I know, you know, what gets around of why I'm training. You know, I, I want to eventually try to make Team USA, and I'm fixing to go to New York City to compete in the National Wheelchair Games. You know, it, it's not seeing a person with a disability like mine or somebody that doesn't have an arm or something is not something that is seen in the civilian community that much when you get around military 
places or something like that, then yes, a little bit more common. <clears throat> a lot of people do end up staying around that area because it's that lifestyle they like to be around and their health, you know, as far as health goes. So Spectrum News and Fox News came out and did a little story on me last Memorial Day and uh, <laughs> went to New York and meddled in the shot put disc. Uh, got a silver and a bronze, no training, no coaching. Man, just walked out there and threw it and got two medals. My coach was like, dude, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty impressive. You never picked one up before. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then the, uh, the secretary of the VA came up. They heard that there's really big giant guy who likes to scream when he throws. Dude, whenever I go to compete, it's the light switch. I go from being nice and calm to I am very, very loud. I want inside your head to screw with your head because I'm I'm about to outthrow you. Well, my second round of throws that we didn't, you know, it didn't count towards medals was really, really a I shocked myself. My 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 discus throw was almost a hundred feet sitting down. Um you know, it, it, it just we go back and we look at some of the records from the last Paralympics, and it was good enough to medal there. So, uh, threw in front of the right people at the right time, man. I get back home and I, uh, I messaged Joe Ken on uh, Instagram. Uh, that's the Panthers old strength coach. I'm like, hey, man. I was like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you mind helping me out? How much does it cost to work with you? So I start talking to Joe Ken about strength training. And, you know, he just, he feeds me workouts here and there. You know, here, try this out. You know, see if this works for you to increase your strength and whatnot for your powerlifting. And then he sends me over to this lady named Adrian Wilson. She's a five-time world women's champion in the Highlander game. She is a badass. <laughs> this little bitty woman is will will throw some of the heaviest things you've ever carried further than you will. <laughs> and uh, I've been training up underneath her, man, and just been I've been I've been at it, you know, eating anywhere between three to four thousand calories a day, drinking water. I just now over the last month and a half introduced cardio pretty regularly back into my uh, routine uh, to shave off some of the, some of the fat from, you know, eating so much. Uh, yeah. That's one thing I guess people need to realize when you're eating all those calories to build muscle, you are still going to retain some fat. <laughs> that's a good so, point. Yeah. You know, it's just getting ready, man, getting ready for, for competition season. Uh, just had the army trials a couple of weeks ago. Uh Still, uh, not everything's been judged yet because some of the judges were out of uh, out in the Netherlands for the Invictus Games. Um, if you don't know what those are, that <clears throat> we do have a Team US in that. Um, so the coaches are just now getting into like the scoring thing. Uh, taking off on the 16th to Mesa, Arizona for the Desert Challenge 2022. Um, getting my international classification and ranking out there. It's my first Paralympic event, um, or put on by the Paralympic Committee. Let me rephrase that. Um, I was recruited to attend the camp beforehand. There was like eight of us out of thousands. <laughs> wow. We were being watched. Um, we're on some radars and, uh, we got some people, uh, you know, big thanks to a guy named Joel Hunt. Uh, he's a skier in the 2014 Paralympics. Uh, he contacted me one day, man, and just gave me some amazing information. Uh, you know, uh, Robert Garcia from Facebook, uh, he's been kind of following my journey here lately. He's the one that introduced me to Joel. And, uh, you know, man, I... Got my international Paralympic license. It's just, yeah. it's been a whirlwind last couple months for you. And aiming towards the 2024 games, man. Yeah. This year's kind of like my 
my freebie year or it's as for the athletes that's trying to, to make Team USA, this is our freebie year. Everything starts counting in 2023. Uh, but we got the Desert Challenge to go to, and then we'll come back home for a month, and then we'll be back out in Tempe, Arizona for the National Wheelchair Games again, man. And, you know, trying to help other people uh, with disabilities get to the point where I'm at. Um, I, I, I want to help people get their get their licenses and stuff like that too, man. Just got to be willing to work hard and really, really put forth the effort. You know, uh, it, it's, it, it's it's hard work, but it's such an amazing feeling, you know, to, to get these accomplishments. You know, some days it's just like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm sore. My muscles ache from working my ass off the previous day. But it's like, yeah, got to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass out of bed, get rolling. Uh, you know, my son will catch me on the couch, knocked out every once in a while. I'm like, hey, you taking a nap? <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. strategically timed nap to yeah. to re to re energize and rest exactly. the muscles. Right? <laughs> I have nothing to do for the next half an hour. I'm going to sleep 65 minutes yeah. today. <laughs> Relax, son. This was strategically done on purpose. <laughs> you know, one thing I wanted to back up to that I'm curious on because the first time you picked those up and competed, it was the first time. What was it like when you had somebody kind of actually training you on, you know, maybe the right form and how to do, do the throws? Like, did you just like have a moment almost like golfing, right? Like I'm not a great golfer, but every now and then you hit one and you're like, damn, that was good. You know, you're like, wow. Okay. I learned something. So like, do you have one of those moments where you're like, Okay, this this is a game changer for me. Yeah, like, I know I got the strength, but like this is <laughs> this changes things. It was uh, the first time uh, that I rode down to uh, see Coach Wilson. Uh, it's about an hour, hour and a half drive for me. Um, a little chilly that day, kind of cloudy. Didn't have my throwing frame at the time, so we used a plastic chair. <laughs> Plastic chair. I strapped myself to the chair, man, but we were just working on form anyway. I wasn't trying to throw for distance. And, you know, the thing, the little things that she was teaching me, she was like, you know, she's seen the videos of me throwing. And she's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) We just need to tweak this here and tweak that there. Like holding on, holding on to the disc, I was like trying to grab up underneath it with my fingers so I could hold it. And that's not the way you hold it. <laughs> not the way you hold it at all. I mean, your your fingertips are barely touching the edge, and uh, it's all the it's all the body motions. I mean, even the way I was thrown was wrong, but I was still chunking it out there. So it's just you know correcting those forms and and whatnot. And it's like, damn, I wish I knew this. But you know, you, trial and error. You do yeah. something good the wrong way, you're gonna do something great the right. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I mean, you got no no experience at this. You just picked it up and chucked it for what would have been a medal, you know, at another another time, another place. But to because I wouldn't know either. Like, I would have thought the same thing. Like, okay, throw this. Like, okay, I probably would have done the same thing with the fingers. You know, you wouldn't <laughs> think that like if your fingertips are barely on it, like you'd even be able to have a grip. But you know, the little intricacies. That, that you know, point. real champions get, you know, through the form and through the artwork. Like, guys, it was Kobe, was it Kobe, I think, that was famous for shooting, like, an extra thousand shots after after practice. Like, just just work on form, just repetitive, just work, 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 and grind at it. You know, it makes all the difference. It, it, it does. You know, it, it, and I'm not the one that come up with this, but I, I've said it quite a few times because I believe it. You know, you have to be obsessed with what you're doing. If you're playing golf or playing basketball or throwing, you know, a two-pound disc or an eight-pound ball or, you know, if you're fishing, you have to be obsessed with what you're doing to be great at it. You can't just be good and be like, okay, I practiced a little bit here today. I practiced a little bit here today. You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm beating, you know, half the people I know, but I'm not beating everybody I know. My wife, (laughs) you know, she gets up at four o'clock in the morning anyway to get ready for work. But, you know, I'm up an hour 
before her just so I can wake up. You know, I drink. I First thing I do within 30 minutes is drink a whole bottle of water. And I got a little thing that I make of oats and protein powder and a little bit of Greek yogurt just to get my system going, to, to get that fat burning process going and every all my organs running. 45 minutes later, you know, I'm eating 250 grams of egg whites and a whole cup of oatmeal, and I'll do the same thing two and a half hours later. And then I'm at the gym working out for two and a half hours. And I come home, and it's 30 ounces of ground turkey split into three meals. I mean, and then it's research. You know, what are other athletes out there that are doing the same thing? I scout other athletes. I want to know what they're throwing, how they're throwing, how far they're throwing, you know, to tweak my skills up. And then you get coached. You know, it, it's it's constant, man. It's constant. You can't be the greatest in the world in half acid. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's it's 100% not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Can't guarantee you much, but guarantee that's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 Well, you kind of hit on something, your wife, because I knew from our previous conversation, your wife and and your son were so huge to you throughout the process lately, and, and I'm sure they're going to be huge for you in the future. How How impactful have they been in your life to motivate you to keep keep going? Almost immeasurable. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, when, when 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 two people truly love each other, truly love each other, they connect on all levels. You think the same, you do things the same, you know. You don't care about kissing that person in the morning and, and with that morning breath, you don't give a shit because you literally love that person. And my wife is I'm the luckiest man in the world to have that woman. She is definitely my other half and pushes me and lets me know how proud she is of me even when I'm not doing my best. You know, there's not a day that doesn't go by that she tells me she loves me more than I know. You know, we're uh, waiting on our second oldest son, Hunter, to graduate high school. Uh, they're down in Florida at the moment, but, you know, uh, they move up here on the 1st of June. And, uh, you know, I've been spending the first half of the month in Florida for quite some time now. This is actually the first month in about five or six months that I haven't been because uh, I'm getting ready for Arizona next month. You know, it, it's there's not a night goes by that we don't have FaceTime on when we go to bed. Like our phone, if we want to get up and say, hey, are you okay? They, we can hear each other. <clears throat> <It's, clears throat> I've never had that kind of support before, man. Uh, I've been married a couple of times. And just never been like that. And as far as, and all my kids, man, you know, my daughters and my sons, they're all, you know, gun-ho with, with what I'm doing. And I'm, and I'm glad they are because that's, you know, yes, I enjoy doing what I do. I enjoy pushing beyond my limits and, and showing that I can do stuff for myself. But it's the point of showing my kids. It doesn't matter what life throws at you. If you want it, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna make it. You have to dig in and you have to fucking work. You have to sweat, you have to bleed, you have to fight through the pain, and you can't quit. You have to push. That's, I was talking to my daughter, uh, Joya. She's 18. I have two daughters named Joya, the oldest one. <laughs> um, I was telling her, and this is, I kind of came up with one of my new quotes I've been putting on some of my posts. Um, pain is temporary and quitting's forever. Fight through the pain and never quit. I remember when that first came out 
to her and she's like, I understand that. She goes, I really, really do. You know, my, my daughter's inspiring to be a really good artist. And she blows my mind with some of the stuff that she sends me. I'm just like, damn, that's coming from your hand. My like, girl, you need to put this shit to damn art. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess, you're not a very artistic person then. <laughs> she, that girl can draw. She really can. And I don't know, man, it's what when you're doing something and your kids are proud of it and they're seeing that that something that was killing me and dragging me down into the dumps to where just nobody wanted to be around. Now it's, you know, life's great again. You know, it's, it's, it's happy. The sky's bright. Food tastes good. The water tastes good. I'm coming to whoop everybody's ass. Tastes yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, a kid, when it comes to kids, like kids just soak up everything. You know, you, you kind of mentioned earlier with your, with your, about your grandfather, right? Like how much you learned from him, how much that helped you in ROTC, joining the military. Like it, it just like clicked, right? Because of him being in your life. I know my parents were that way. Other people, other grown ups in my life, like you learn so much from them as a kid that you don't even begin to realize probably until you're in your late 20s, 30s. Like you start figuring out adult life to some degree and you're like, man, I learned that from so and so. I learned that from my dad, my mom my grandparents, whatever. And it's like, so, you know, as a parent, like I do, like, man, your kids soak up everything, I do. you know, and they have definitely seen you go through all kinds of shit and come out on the other side, like there to dominate, just straight up dominate. Like, it don't matter what the hell's in front of you. You can go kick, kick, kick that obstacle down and keep oh, on trucking. Absolutely. I mean, man, it's like, it's like the last couple of weeks, uh, First Attachment Nutrition, you know, big shout out to them. Uh, better known company, man, this this nutrition company, you know, I know a lot of people's like, oh, well, you know, this company's not, you know, I don't really know what's in their stuff and I'm not really seeing today go through videos to explain what's in their stuff, how it helps, how's it going to help. Um, they just brought me on as a sponsored athlete. Uh, a buddy of mine named Tom, uh, he's a bodybuilder up in Vermont. Uh, they call him the unit on TikTok. Big dude, Air Force vet. Um, he got picked up a little bit before I did, man. Uh, you know, just people seeing your worth and your dedication to things. You know, they, they want to be there. They want to help you out. You know, uh, Planet Fit, me and Planet Fitness is talking about some bigger things now. Uh, since I got my international Paralympic license, uh, you, you have to have that to compete internationally, uh, especially in the Paralympics. So it's it's now we're in bigger talks with them. It's like okay, so I have this now. What what do you want to do? And that wasn't even my. That was like the the GMs uh, thing. It's just like okay, you need to you need to email corporate over here. <laughs> They need to do a little bit more for you. But, I mean, we're in talks about some things. Uh, Fox News is going to be coming back out on Monday um, to do another story on me, kind of like a follow-up. Somehow this has gotten back around to them. Um, So we'll be doing a segment from Planet Fitness in Belmont, and then they'll be following me out to the park. I'll be setting up my throwing frame, doing a couple throws for them and whatnot. Um, You know, big shout-outs to – Two chick sandwiches and scoops in Belmont, man. Awesome little place to eat, man. They they kind of helped me out with uh, my supplement stuff here and there. Um, you know, both my coaches, dude. It's just amazing just to see the inspiration that's come across a lot of people's face, man. There's not a day that goes by that I'm in the gym. If somebody doesn't <clears throat> walk up and say, "Hey, what's up?" and, and we sit there and have conversations. Um, I actually went to go get a little bit of cardio in before the show and, uh, you know, talked to a couple guys while I was there. Um, it's also led me into my next journey with all this. Um, I just signed up for my master trainer courses. Uh, I'm taking with NSCF, uh, getting my personal trainer, my, my nutrition and my strength coach certificate to be a master, uh, master personal trainer. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that, that's a perfect fit for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, really. It really is. It's 
we, we we've been helping so many people out, man. I, I even you know uh, TikTok's been kind of a big reach out for me here lately, and you know a couple of those people have reached out. So I was like, you know what, it's time to turn this into a job. I love I love helping people and getting helping them regain their life back through fitness because it does. Yes, it sucks sometimes to, to work through the pain, but your mental state gets better. You sleep better. You eat better. If you're stressed out, if you're pissed off, go to the freaking gym. Take it out on the damn weights. And when you come out, you feel better. So time to start helping some people, man. Well, I, there's no doubt about it that you're helping people. Just your story, man. You're talking about inspiring people like – that's why I was so excited because you mentioned Rob Garcia earlier. It was actually his post where he tagged you and Joel that, that made me reach out to you. Cause I knew immediately I'm like, Oh, like, all right. <laughs> Army vet, whatever little thing that, that he put in there about your story. I was like, I got to have you on this podcast. Like <laughs> absolutely slam dunk because this is all about educating and inspiring people. Yeah. You know, that's why I asked some of those questions about the hospital and stuff earlier. And like, how did you get through it? Cause service members or veterans, you never know when you might end up in the hospital for six months or a year. Right. You know, and what are you going to have to do to try and get through that shit? What, what is your rehab going to be like? What is your family structure going to be like? Right. You know, in a lot of ways you probably got really, really, really lucky with some of this stuff, right. Advocating for yourself, having a supportive family, uh, some extremely supportive wife. I know you guys just got, got married not too long ago, you know, to like, to have that around you is just huge, you know, and then for you to turn that around and inspire others and push others and, you know, kind of like, Hey, look, you can, you can do this too. (laughs) You can do this. It just takes work. I'm not going to mention the name of the person, but they're going through something that I went through right now, this very moment. Uh, They're on their weight loss journey, but they're expecting things to happen like that. You know, they want, that attention from certain females and they want to be able to do certain things and they have to understand that it's a process. This shit don't happen overnight. You know, Robert reaching out to me and introducing me to Joel would have never happened if I wasn't busting my ass. You know, one of, one of the big things that Joel asked me when we were on the telephone is, would you pay this forward? Absolutely. You know, if I, you know, I've put it out in a couple of things, you know, if you're disabled and the same thing with here, if you're disabled and you're wanting to get into sports and fitness and you're willing to bust your ass, I will help you get to where I'm at right now. I want to see people reach that goal. You know, it's, you got to put the work in. You have to. And whenever you're putting in the work in and you find that self-love and that self-confidence that we are so easy to lose, man, that's when everything falls together. You love yourself and you're confident in yourself. Life is fucking easy. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good timing to, to throw your, your link up there. Facebook.com slash SGT big country. I'll, I'll spell it out there for, for those that listen, but uh, search big country on Facebook. You fi- find you there. Um, but yeah, it, 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 something just hit me, uh, as you're saying it, like a compound effect, uh, trying to remember the guy who wrote the book, there was, uh, Darren Hardy was his name. Uh, he was founder of like success magazine or something like that and wrote a book called the compound effect, something along those lines. Um, I'll try and find a link and put it in the show notes too, but really, really good book. And it just talks about like, look, it's, it's the daily habits. It's the little things. It's not going to happen today, not going to happen tomorrow, maybe not even next month. But if you make the permanent changes to whatever you're trying to do, today's little victory adds on to tomorrow's and the next day and the day after that. And then you're just going to wake up one day, basically, if you put in the hard work and you're going to look back and be like, damn, look where I'm at now. Exactly. Like it happened. Like it just, it just compounded like effect. It just, it just, it's just here. Exactly. That was something my that was something I was explaining to my son. Uh, you know, I, as I was getting up and getting my coffee, was coming home from fishing, and I was like, I, I said that exact thing to him. I was like, "Remember where we was at this time last year?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I was like, "Man, I can't wait to wonder. I wonder where we're gonna be at this time next year." 
I said those exact words. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, well, you think about that. A year. What you've done in the last year, what will you do in the next 10 years? What could you do in the next 20 years? Well, you really start thinking about like really long-term because there's things like, you know, for my business and me personally, like I don't put those, I don't put those pressures on. Like it's got to happen right now. It's like, it's okay. This thing is a long-term thing. Right. It can grow in small increments and it'll be fine. Right. You know, and, and we just kind of sometimes that uh, social media and the fast paced short attention span world we live in does not help that <laughs> where everybody wants everything now, like everything's fast food, convenient, like get it now, like stream whatever you want on TV. We don't have to wait till next Monday night at 6 PM to watch that show anymore. Like we used to. <laughs> well, one of the, I will say this one, the long-term goals that me and my wife talked about is uh, opening up our own gym. Uh, we want to make it to where it's uh, able body and disabled body capable. So that way, even if you're in a wheelchair, confined to a wheelchair, you can come in and work out. And what we're, what I'm learning with all these sports, I will eventually start a league here in Gaston County. To where even if it's just something small, man, for people to enjoy and have fun, like a field day or something like that, man, I'm going to bring – I'm going to bring some people into it. You know, one thing that I did pass up over last year was playing basketball for the uh, Roland Hornets, uh, which is a uh, WNBA team. There is a professional wheelchair basketball league. I didn't know until last year. <laughs> um, our team won the national championship this year. Um, but I turned them down. I was like, man, I, I can't dedicate the time to you like you deserve. But, uh, I mean, people like that. And, you know, I coached Little League basketball at the YMCA. Uh, go Bulldogs. My, my, my team went 8-0 this past season. So proud of my boys. <laughs> uh, man, it's just the people that we've met through this entire thing, man. Uh, we're, 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 we're planning on putting something together for the community. Uh, you know, we're, I'm setting up my personal trainer business uh, to train people in health and fitness. But we're, we're going to put on some pretty pretty cool sporting events along the way. You know, the health and fitness thing, I, I just thought of this. Maybe just an idea for you, something to think about. <laughs> because I know you're not a pro, you know, have, have no problem being on video and stuff. Uh, maybe put some videos out there, because I don't know if there is videos on this. But if somebody is missing an arm or a leg or has something that makes them have to work out in a different way, some sort mm -hmm. of adaptation or whatever, to – do some video series on some things for them. Like, Hey, this may be your problem or something similar to that, but here's what you can do to work out this muscle in a different way. Like, you know, I can, I can't imagine like being in that boat be like, Oh, I just can't work out. Cause I can't do X, Y, and Z. Like you can, but I got a pinched nerve in my elbow. Right. My, my neurologist says like no repetitive motion. Like it'll heal up. It's getting better. Like, you know, eventually, but it's like, I couldn't imagine like not having my left arm and, and not work out. There's a guy on, uh, on TikTok that I've seen, it's got a contraption that goes around his shoulders and, you know, he just, I think it's amputated like right here and he just puts like a strap around it and that's how he's lifting weights. And it's like genius. Yeah. It's so, uh, I'll say this great minds think alike. Um, <laughs> I have a very big notebook in the kitchen that has lots of notes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, man, I can't wait to see what you, what you roll out with. Uh, and, and see where your journey goes. I, I highly encourage, and I say this, and try to say, remember this on every episode to go follow, like, and subscribe to my followers. But please, you got to go to the website there. It's in the show notes. You, you gotta, gotta go follow Big Country and watch your journey, man. Cause I know you're inspiring me, you know, not only doing what you're doing, but because you're a veteran as well. Like, I can't, I, I can't help but not to root for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> brother. I mean, I, I do. And uh, before we cut off, uh, I have to give shout outs to a couple people. Uh, FirstAttachmentNutrition.com. Go check them out. Promo code BigCountry10 gets you a percentage off. Uh, an amazing business, amazing supplements. Uh, check out Planet Fitness. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, big shout outs to Joe Ken and Adrian Wilson, my coaches, to my wife and my family. Uh, for you, brother, appreciate it. You, you bringing me on, uh, Robert Garcia, uh, Big Joel. I mean, I just 
thank you for all the blessings and, and, and for everything. And we're paying it forward and big things are going to happen. Thank you. Absolutely. So and, and you're wearing your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you got um, nice. So we just came out with a merch line. It's uh Sergeant big country. There's sleeveless shirts, regular t-shirts, dog tags, tumblers, keychains. Um, if you go to my public figure page, which is Sergeant Big Country on Facebook, uh, the logo's on the picture. Uh, if you'll just message this there and say, hey, I would like some merch, my merch manager will get to you. She'll take your order. Um, they make everything per order. So it takes them like a day to make everything, and then they'll usually take them a couple of days to turn around and mail it out. Man. So, you know, everything that everybody buys just helps go right back into the sports man. Awesome. All right. Well, Matt, I appreciate you being here. I can't wait to have you on sometime in the future to share some updates, see how things are going. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe someday after, you know, maybe you'll have instead of a necklace on, maybe you'll have a, a medal around your neck. You know, big goal, right? That's the goal. We're working for it. <laughs> All right, man. We'll take it easy. All right, brother.